Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Let me get serious here. We're here a short time, baby, and you better enjoy it while you're here. You better get every bit of life you can out of it the short time we got. Because when you start going downhill, you're going to reflect on what you're missing. And that's going to be a sad occasion. Thank you for playing that, too, Maller. I'm uh, glad you did. Uh, there was an over nine-minute piece on NFL Countdown yesterday on ESPN. Uh, that was just, uh, it was beautifully done. Fabulous. On our friend Steve Mongo McMichael. I think it was Sam Borden who wrote the article and then they turned it into a beautiful piece. Yes. And, uh, like, I shed tears during uh, a couple different times during the segment. And that piece, the part that you just heard there from, from Mongo was in the early 2000s when he was talking about that. That was, I think, in 02. It was the opening part of the piece, too. That yes. was the intro to the piece. But he was talking about life 20 years ago, 22 years ago, about just how quickly it could go. And um, who would have thought that that it would turn out the way it, it's turned out? But... Um, it, 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 it's it's really incredible. I thought the the emotional response from Rex Ryan was also was you know very important. Rex was around that team. You know his dad, obviously, Buddy was a defensive coordinator for a very long time. So Rex was around that team at times, and I thought it was very touching his response to that piece as well. Do you have the Do you have the Rex part of that? You know, what, uh, I gotta no? grab that. Yeah. Let me get it. Uh, yeah, he was he was on set with uh, Randy Moss, who yeah. also followed the '85 Bears. Um, I think didn't Sam Ponder uh, choke get choked up too? Yeah, but Rex like broke down um, at the end. He was giving a, a fantastic description of that Bears team and about what Mongo meant to that team. And um, well, he had insight that others didn't as no, well. Right? As his father, Buddy was the DC and. Buddy knew how important Steve was to what they were trying to accomplish. Was Rex at Stevenson then? Was he a high think school so. kid at yeah, Stevenson? I think, I think so. He and his brother, I think, were at Stevenson during that that stretch. And so, like he he was talking about it, and he yeah. The, if you haven't seen it, Schefter tweeted it out. So go to Adam Schefter's um, Twitter page, and I also retweeted it, so you can find it on my Twitter page. But the Mongo piece was was outstanding, and and him going into the Hall of Fame and Misty's on there. Richard Dent is yeah. the one that informs them that he was officially in. Uh, I believe Mike Singletary was featured on it as well. Yeah, and they just rave about what what Mongo meant to that team, and 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 how important it is that he got into the Hall of Fame and that he's finally being recognized. Dan Pompey who obviously has had such an impact on getting a lot of these bears into the Hall of Fame because what they do is they stand up and they sell um, in front of the other committee members. Look, yeah. this, is, this, is, this is what Mongo did. He had 95 sacks. He's the third most um, as far as a defensive tackle uh, uh, ever got from, a, uh, from the interior lineman. You, as have far as sacks. you have to have an advocate that stands in, as you said, in front of the crew and and, and and really makes the case for a given player as to why that player is Hall of Fame worthy. 
And it's what what I like about the way they do the process is in baseball, you just get a bunch of guys who may or may not be connected in baseball who fill out a ballot and they send it in through the snail mail. But this is, these are guys who are willing to listen to their peers talk about Tell me other why players. Tell yes. players are Hall of Famer. Yes. And they sell and, and they can either listen or not listen. And, 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 and it's a conversation. And that's the way it should be. Yeah, I think Don Pearson has been an advocate for some of the players, and I know that Dan Pompey was as well over the course of time. Yep, yep. Uh, Jim is in Crystal Lake. He wants to talk about the Super Bowl. Jim, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, guys. So uh, I got kind of a ridiculous question for you. So um, Hoodie in the morning, he always talks about how Patrick Mahomes, if he was a Chicago Bear, he would just be another uh, dope with a B on his his head, (laughs) um, on his helmet. But um, my question to you guys is, do you think that the Kansas City Chiefs would have won a Super Bowl without Mahomes if they had Trubisky or no. Justin Fields? Because no. it's the product of their environment. These quarterbacks, we all say they're a product of their environment. Do you think Kansas City would have won with uh, Fields or Trubisky? I don't. I don't believe so. Neither do I. No. And do you by, think the and- Bears would have? You think the Bears would have won a Super Bowl in 2018 with Mahomes? Well, I mean, we talked about this earlier in the show. I mean, you tell me. In 2018, that was an elite defense that was setting, if they weren't setting records, they were really close to setting records. You're going to tell me that if you substituted Patrick Mahomes or Mitch Trubisky for Patrick Mahomes, that this team wouldn't have been a really legitimate challenge or contender for the Super Bowl. Many people believe if Cody Parkey makes that kick, they're going to the Super Bowl. That they Absolutely. they were going to ride Absolutely. the momentum. So yeah, all they needed was just a little bit more magic. And if Mahomes brought it to them, so any, that was my question. I totally appreciate it. You guys are right up where I was thinking. Thanks for the call, Jim. Yeah, yeah. Look, it, it, it's it's always. I, I had this conversation with a friend of mine over dinner on Saturday. Again, like. It's always uh, like if Brady doesn't go to the Patriots, it's, and it's not even just Bears related. Like, th- and that's why I always think Belichick deserves more credit than he's getting these days. Yeah, like everyone, everyone always says, well, like Cap likes to say that Be- he doesn't believe Belichick is the greatest co- coach of all time. Bill Belichick took a quarterback who was picked number one ninety nine. And and developed went him. and developed him right. He was again like that. That's super super important. He wasn't even a full time starter at Michigan, and like that. That's and the, like that's important. Of course it is. Bill Belichick deserves a ton of credit. That 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 wasn't Patrick Mahomes with Andy Reid. No, you know what I mean. Donovan McNabb was a first-round pick out of Syracuse. Patrick Mahomes was a first-round pick. Tom Brady was pick 199 and developed into the GOAT with Bill Belichick. I give Brady all the credit in the world, but I also... Like absolutely, what he did, he did it with with Belichick at his side as well. Remember that? The, I mean, you remember these things better than I. Remember that year where the Bears lost on the double doink to Philly. Philly then went to take on New Orleans and lost twenty to fourteen. That wasn't a you know a a, a 
No, Alshon dropped. Uh, Alshon dropped the ball, yeah. or else they could have won on I think their final drive or something. Right. It was a very close game, and then the and it Rams, was a year after they they won the Super Bowl with Nick Foles still starting for them. Right. And then the Rams ended up beating New Orleans, and then they went to the Super Bowl. The Patriots beat the Rams thirteen to three, and the Rams beat the 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 Saints in that controversial game right. that turned into. Pass interference can be challenged. So, I mean, I remember that year. Many people thought that had they gotten through Philadelphia, that they were going to, at the very least, the NFC title game. So you're going to tell me that if you replace Patrick Mahomes with Mitchell Trubisky? Yeah, right. You weren't going to go there? Yeah, at the very least, if you say, look, Patrick Mahomes wouldn't be Patrick Mahomes of today. But we always say he'd be better than what Mitchell Trubisky was. Absolutely. All right? So... Like, we still think he'd be better. And that's that's really the only question. Were you, would you have been better off had the Bears drafted Patrick Mahomes versus Mitchell Trubisky? And the resounding answer is yes. Right. Period. End of story. And environment certainly does matter because, like, I, I think a really good example of this is Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner goes to the Rams and then turns into the greatest show on turf. Remember where Kurt Warner went after the Rams? Uh, he went to Arizona. No, where did he go before? And this is why I say it's a it's it, that it's a good showing that environment matters. He went somewhere and then he went to Arizona. Yes. Where did he go? I forget. The New York Giants. Oh, that's right. Remember, and yeah. I think he was starting before Eli. Yes. And so everyone thought Kurt Warner was washed, and 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 he's done. He's done. He's done. And Kurt Warner now is no more. But then Kurt Warner goes to a landing spot that is a right with Larry Fitzgerald and is a good spot for him. Next thing you know, and, they're back in the Super Bowl. And, and, and he's he's taken him on two great postseasons where, one, he's in the Super Bowl and they were this close to beating Pittsburgh again. So he's on, like, two really memorable postseason runs because environment does matter. Sure. So he could look washed in New York because it wasn't a good environment at that point. But it, 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 it's, it's, it's a crazy thing. You, you, like, you will do these mental gymnastics about, well, if someone is here and someone doesn't go there, what well, are they going to be? Look, as we've always said, it, this is a two-part equation. There, there's identifying talent and there's developing it. And regardless of where you're at in your career, if you find a spot where you fit and you're being coached correctly, they can certainly get the most out of you. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, if he comes to Chicago, would he had the run here that he had in Kansas, has had in Kansas City? No, probably not. But you can't tell me the Bears wouldn't be better, and you can't tell me that the Bears wouldn't have gone further in the 2018 playoffs. Right. Walt is in LaGrange. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Walt? Hey, I, guys, I, I said so much about the, uh, the, 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 the 49ers nor the rules and the overtime or not, but I don't know if the ref is mic'd up or not during the coin flip for overtime, but even if he wasn't, he tells the players yeah. right then and there that the captains, he says, if the team scores a touchdown, the opposing team will still get a possession. Right, he did. He so, announced it to everybody. They put it on the on the big screen, too. I believe Eric Armstead yeah. actually referenced the fact that that's the first time he recognized the rule had changed. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I, I can't really buy that, you know, that they didn't know the rules. I, I don't know if he could have changed his mind. Maybe he didn't know the rule, 
going into the coin flip, but I'm just curious if, if even after he heard the rep, if he could have changed his mind and said, we'll take the defense, which is really what the, 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 the prudent play was. Right. I, look, I, I don't know, Walt, whether or not but w- whether or not what they were saying was we didn't know at all or we didn't know until it was described to us. Either way, the Kansas City Chiefs, there was no confusion because they addressed this in training camp and then they addressed it at every step of the postseason. And the fact that the 49ers didn't do something comparable is shame on them. Shame on them. It's crazy. And he's such a great coach. His dad was a great coach. And you would think, too, like John Lynch sits in on a lot of this stuff, I'm sure. Like, I can't believe that John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan wouldn't have gone over this leading into the postseason. Yeah. Here's a Rex Ryan. I want to, this is Rex Ryan's reaction to the Mongo piece on ESPN when they were on the field in Vegas right before the Super Bowl talking about the Mongo piece. Let's start with the, the happier oh. stuff. What do you remember oh about Steve back well, then? First off, I can tell you this. I don't think there's ever been a player that had more fun playing the game and impacted his teammates the same way. I mean, they all had fun. Stephen Michael was, was the leader of it. And, I mean, you know, such a badass. Like, he is so deserving of this. I mean, this is the greatest defense in the history, and he's a huge part of it. But but it was how he impacted that team. Like, I was around that team all the time. And I don't think anybody drove their teammates more than Steve McMichael. And believe me, I saw in the segment while well, he's asked to play a gap. Wait a second. This guy was such a dominating player as an inside player. So this is a, a day to celebrate without question. And yes, you know, so emotional, but whew, good for him. And then and then he really broke down and then someone else started speaking. It was it was really something. Um, and I don't even know if that does it justice. I think there are a lot of people out there that share the same emotion that Rex was feeling. So if you have not watched it, uh, do do yourself a favor and and watch this piece about Mongo, especially if you if you uh, if you listen to him on ESPN One Thousand. All right, uh, Black and Abdallah uh, will cross talk with us. Tyler's in for Abdallah today. That cross talk is coming up next, and it's brought to you by Steinhoffels. <laughs> Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Waddle and Sylvie are back on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Cross talk with Black and Abdallah. Tyler's in for Abdallah. It's all brought to you by Steinhoffels for Chicagoland locations. And the President's Day sale starts on uh, Friday and don't forget, uh, we've got the big contest where they're giving away airline vouchers with us, with trivia, during the 5 o'clock hour each and every day. I don't know, Waddle, if you heard this, but Tyler just informed me, uh, as as we've been telling you, last week, Justin Fields was 16-1 to 1 to go to the Steelers on DraftKings last week, and then that was down before the show to 5-1 to 1 to go to the Steelers. It is now down to plus one seventy five. Holy moly! So it is, it is not even two to one. They are the non Bears favorite right now. The Bears wow. are the favorite, and it's worth noting that before the show today, the Bears and Falcons had flipped. So the Falcons were actually the favorite before the show started today. Now the Bears are the favorite at plus one fifty, and the Steelers are plus one. You beat the casino. Well, like so it, does, it, it, it doesn't matter if you don't if. Like, he doesn't end Obviously. up there and you don't win the bet. But Obviously. still, 
you, you, we, we hopped on them at maximum value. So I'm saying, like, you got ahead of the casino. <clears throat> Somebody should have known that. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's, I mean, at the very least, hit. you get a prop swap and you could sell the ticket. That's a good hit. Like, as, as Carm would say. Why are the Bears the favorite? He's not going to be in a Bears uniform. Well, but I mean, he, he, they're not the favorite compared to the Bears versus the field. Yeah, no, I but, know that. But, but how are the Bears still because they the still, favorite? Because yeah, he's still on the Bears. Yeah, but if we project this out, he will not be on the Bears. It's a bad value. I mean, unless Schefter's sure. right and they're thinking about drafting Caleb Williams and keeping Justin Fields and having them quarterback duel all summer. I think be that fun. is the, of, be a good of, summer. of the three options, like keeping him and trading the pick, yeah. drafting Caleb Williams and trading him, or drafting Caleb Williams and keeping him. The last option to me is the least likely by a large margin. Yeah, I'm with you. But, you know, Schefter did say over the weekend that there's conversations being had about that. He said it was a fact. About you, drafting you heard, and keeping? Yeah, you guys heard the audio, right? You guys Playing heard the audio? It's, have it's you right guys there. not heard this? It's right there. Where do you, where do you have yeah, it? I think right in the middle in purple. This? Okay, I think here so. you go. The Bears did. They, they have talked about the idea, as unlikely as it seems, of carrying... Both quarterbacks, taking the guy at one and keeping fields. Now, will they get to that? It's hard to imagine that, but that is a conversation that's come up within the organization. Well, you you know, it's funny. The Dallas Cowboys actually did that. Yeah, Steve Walsh Walsh and Troy Aikman. Aikman. So we've seen it done before. And the thing that's that's crazy, though, is, look, what, what you hear outside is this is the closest thing, prospect, to Patrick Mahomes that we've ever seen. Now, if that's the case... Like, no, please don't say it's yeah, Bryce it's, Young. It's, it's, Compare this guy to Bryce Young. Yeah, to me, if this is the case right here, look, this thing could be, I mean, five, six first-round picks would it be worth it if you can get a Patrick correct. Mahomes. Now, now, we're, so, we're, to me, we're going to find out all about this now, We are entering smokescreen season, okay, <laughs> yeah. by these teams. And I, I don't, there's no way they keep Caleb Williams and they also have Justin Fields on the roster. I, that's just my own personal opinion. Something is happening here. A trade is going to be worked. Fields is moved or they're taking Caleb's number one. That there's no way. That's smoke screen. Uh, no, all no, no, over no, the place. no, no, no. It's not smoke yeah. screen. They've talked about it. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling you they're doing it, but they've talked about it. That's not a smoke screen. That's a fact. They've talked about everything. That's though. A fact. Yeah, right, right, right. It's a fact. Yeah, but, but like, it wouldn't be maximizing your value. No. Like, if you no. do draft Caleb Williams, you can still get a second round pick for right. Justin Fields yeah. and b- help to build your team. Right. And and why would you want to build any type of Maybe controversy is the wrong word, but you know how the team feels about Justin. You've got somebody coming in who is, you know, a rookie. It's just I just don't think it's the most productive environment. Well, no. also, like Justin probably would want out, right. and rightfully right. so. Right. Like, of course, I, like he'd probably want out at that point. I too. agree with that. I agree. So with there's that. essentially like two teams, maybe three teams, where Fields could fit. It's so we're talking about the Steelers, how they're they're now. Racing up the the odds as far as where he'll land, probably uh, the because have of, been in the conversation. Yeah. And then I, I think there's still Denver. a possibility New England. I mean, what if New England looks at the fact that they'd be the third quarterback off the board, and they say, you know, Justin Fields is actually better than Jaden Daniels. Yeah, I, I, I had that feeling like last week that that may be something they'd consider. Look, I would say this to you as well. If Sean Payton's interested in Justin Fields, then I'd be more interested in Justin Fields because nobody knows quarterbacks and and, and and develops them. Probably, I mean, I'm sure that there, you know, there's a couple of names, but 
When Sean Payton talks offense and quarterbacks, most people should listen. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So, I mean. Is he interested in Justin I don't Fields? know. I don't know. I don't know. Should but we make I'm him interested? Saying, like, because, you know, the story is that he was the other guy that was interested in Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And if and if and if Sean Payton is looking to move up to draft, you know, to get your pick at one, well, you probably, yeah, you know, that would be the surest sign yet that that's probably where you should go. Yeah. I, so I, is that the test? Hey, Sean, yeah. are you, you interested in yeah. Justin Fields? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give you a second round pick. Oh no. Oh hell. No. You know <laughs> yeah. what? You know we're, like, we're not going to trade you. We're, we're keeping him. I mean, seriously, it sounds simple, but think about it. Yeah. I mean, well, he knows his stuff, right? Of course, we don't have someone like that in our organization, <laughs> right? Well, we we had an opportunity. He is available, yeah. right? Sean Payton was out of coaching for a year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we, yeah. And then we we what was it, a little bit of it's nagging? gonna it's gonna be an interesting eight weeks or so, isn't it? Oh, it's gonna be fun. This is this is what we uh, live for. This Absolutely. draft prep and the yes. conversations lead, leading into the NFL draft are one of my favorite times of year. When did they trade the the, the pick last year? When was it? It, it was was, was it first week of March tenth. Yes, it was early I remember. March. It was during the Big Ten tournament because yeah. I was there with yeah. Shea and with uh, Dion right Miller Jim as well. Uh, no, it was it was before that. Um, but we were in like the little media gathering was area. Was it like a Friday night? Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden I saw the notification on my phone that the Bears have traded the pick and we were like, holy bleep. Yeah. I'm a believer too. And I may be, you know, on an island by myself. I think that, that if you're, they're going to move Justin, they're going to move him sooner rather than later. Because I, I, I think if once free, once free agency starts, you know, empty seats are taken up. Yeah. And there, there are some. I may be, oh, I may be reading this really wrong, but I would think it would definitely affect your leverage. Well, Kirk Cousins is going to be available, right? So if you really yeah. want to change your quarterback position in in like the shape of your franchise, you could go get a guy who's deemed pretty good. Mm-hmm. He's not elite, but he's a pretty good quarterback. Baker Mayfield is Baker's, especially out there. if you're in the NFC too, where so, like, it there, could be wide open. There's spots to be filled, so if you can solidify something ahead of that. Might be a good idea. Yeah. Although, perhaps if those teams don't land the guy that they want, maybe the price for Fields goes up if Kirk Cousins stays in Minneapolis. Could be Baker stays with the Bucks, which I think both are Not probably yeah. more than likely. But you're right. In free agency, there's an opportunity to kind of mix it up and go get someone if you really want them. When does free agency start as well? That's, I think it's March 11th. Yeah, is that week, tampering period? And then yeah, March yeah. 13th Second is the league first. I mean, that's only a couple weeks away. Right. It's about a, right, about a month. February 12th yeah. right now. So, Less than a month. You know, it's not too far away. We'll that's what I'm saying. So it may not be a long eight weeks. Yeah. We may know sooner yeah. rather than later. Yeah. That is true. Absolutely. Did you guys like that the Super Bowl was in Las Vegas? I mean, yes. I know none of yeah. us went, but and consuming it, g- it on television, I thought it was. It looked yeah. cool. It, it, it gave me it was more good. of a Vegas buzz too. Not yeah. that I need that, but I want to get back out there <laughs> yeah. again. I'm into all of the pregame coverage, so I, I I started watching around one o'clock yesterday. I was locked in for well, the rest of the afternoon. I and love as Doug that stuff. said, like they do this stuff in their yeah. sleep, so oh, yeah. like they handle all of this stuff. Well, even, Probably better than anybody. I'll give CBS credit for this. They used all of their talent, so it didn't seem like it was the same desk of people yeah, sitting there right. hour after hour. You know, one, you know, they they go from one set to the other, and here's Ian Eagle in the middle yeah, of yeah, the afternoon, like and like 
they, they, they mixed it up. And, and I think a lot of people like to crap on the Super Bowl coverage day of. But, like, I thought they did a really nice job. I'm getting Spags uh, in-depth pieces. I'm getting all this well, stuff. We saw the Andy Reid interview with Bill Cower, which was really good. Andy Reid. You get a little uh, piece about the grass. I like seeing that. Mm-hmm. You got That's Tracy, just, Tracy yeah. Wolfson did an interview with yeah. Travis Kelsey and asked about Taylor. It That's, was good. I, I liked their coverage. And now, you know, you get to the game, and then they start mixing in Romo, and it's terrible. But I thought their coverage early in the day was great because they limit the amount of Romo that you were – you were limit right to like, see. I thought that they they struggled on the humor front early oh. on. Like their their Yikes. bit the like the hangover. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw it. I yeah, answer, it was kind of yeah. I was waiting for you to walk out of one of those doors. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. You would have fit right in there with a bunch of old with guys, Boomer and Phil Sims yeah, yeah. and Nate Burleson. I thought that was okay. I, th- I they had a it lot was, of time was, to cover. Yeah, I know it was so cheesy. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like beyond cheesy. Yeah, it was. That's cheesy. the thing though. If you're watching Super Bowl coverage at like two o'clock, <laughs> you're getting, chances you're are yeah. cheesy. You're pretty easy to appease as yeah, well. Yeah, I was, at that I was point. ready like, to go. I you, saw man, you anything's going to be the interesting to you at that point. Coverage. I was locked in. Yeah. I love that stuff. They're I hate, loading you up with cheesy you know at what? that hour. If you got a problem with the Super Bowl coverage, then you just no. don't like football. No. Well, and hey, did you did you see great. Gwen Stefani and yes, Blake? I, yeah, I saw that performance. It was horrible. It, oh, and no, I, it, it was, was horrible. Oh, I yeah, hate it was horrible. It. And I love horrible. Blake Shelton. Yeah, and I love her. That song was weird. Corny song. And I thought it was performed weird. I agree, Waddle. I was watching that. I was like, "What is this?" And I like them both. Aren't they together? Yeah, they're married. They hugged like they're not. Yeah. Together though, oh, no. Did you notice that? No, I know that, but little voice rivalry. I don't know. They had a Perhaps. hug at the end, like they weren't together. I'm like, whoa! I thought they were together. They're not as together as Alicia Keys and Usher, but <laughs> that was quite the embrace. <laughs> yeah. A sweaty Usher. Yeah, he was with that embrace. Get a Ewing sweat going. Look at that. Yes, he did. <laughs> the Ewing sweat. Yes. The all-time sweater. Yes. He was the, the, that's my, like, that's the barometer right there. It was quite pause a, the game every time he was at the free throw line because they would have to wipe up underneath. <laughs> it was quite a physical, you know, ask of him. He's 45 years old, and, I mean, he, he was going for 20 minutes straight that's all true. over the place. I thought it was impressive. <laughs> Well, he was everywhere. Perform- he was performing. Yes, yes, he was going everywhere. <laughs> going oh. all over the place. He was. Did you see him in different costumes? He was just going all over. He probably was doing that as well. It's kind of hard to hold your bowels at that age. Bro. <laughs> hey, boys. Have a great show. All right. Talk to you guys right, later. We, we, uh, we talked to you all day. No guests. It was great. Super Bowl stuff. Tyler did a great uh, job today, and he's got double duty. Filling in for Abdallah. Thank you as well to... Um, What's his face? Jeff Meller. Yes. He's gone. Long gone. Good job, Meller. Thanks uh, to Waddle. Uh, For Waddle, I'm Sylvie. It's ESPN 1000. Have yourself a great Monday night.